0: Back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm your co-host, Brana Marks, and I'm joined by...
1: Leslie Torres.
0: West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by Sports Al Dente, your recipe for LA sports. If you love this podcast and love LA sports, then you need to go check out sportsaldente.com. Right now, we are a Los Angeles player-centric media platform, and our passion is to feature the great players and teams of LA. We also are fully dedicated to giving expert weekly and daily advice in the world of fantasy football. We offer three different packages. They're affordable, monthly, yearly, lifetime. When you go to subscribe, make sure you use our code WCMB and you'll get 10% off any package. Make sure to connect with us once you subscribe. Alright guys, so now onto the good stuff. Obviously it's still playoff season. Um, NBA season is far from over. We have the Warriors that are the only Cali team left in that bracket Woo-hoo. and then of course we're also going to touch on the um, the NBA lottery so Leslie uh, take it away what, what are the Warriors
1: looking like so yeah the series started yesterday after the NBA draft so the Warriors are coming off of winning against the Rockets correct and now they're playing the Blazers mm-hmm. who beat the Nuggets in like a crazy game seven so, yeah. Because of that, I think thanks to the Blazers Nuggets like matchup that went all the way to Game Seven, the Warriors have had a chance to rest and mm-hmm. had have a ch- have given a chance to maybe like KD to get himself better to come back to this series or to the playoffs. And so the game was last night. The Warriors beat the Blazers one sixteen to ninety four. And so there was a lot of storylines to look out for in this game. We had you know. Stephen Curry and Seth Curry playing against each other, brothers in the playoffs. And then Damian Lillard was coming back home playing in his hometown of Oakland. And, you know, kind of special that it's going to be the last time the Warriors play in Oakland. And Damian Lillard had a chance to play there. And then, so we also see the Blazers coming up and trying to win. And obviously, I don't know if you noticed, but they looked really, really tired. You know, the Warriors yeah. kind of gave them a beat down right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, the Trailblazers really look like a completely different team than what they looked like in Game 7 of their last series. I mean, they, they did look tired, like you said. They look exhausted. They Damian Lillard wasn't playing top-notch. They didn't have Rodney Hood, so they were kind of like off that whole adrenaline spree, and it just it wasn't really looking good for them the entire game. And with those numbers, like, if they can't bounce back from that, then they can get swept.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Especially when you have— you think you have a chance without KD being part of the game— and then Curry comes back and, like, hits you with nine threes. <laughs> and it's, like, uh-huh. it's, it's impossible to beat that. The Warriors, I think, were doing everything right. I did watch the game, like, beginning to end. So the Warriors had really great ball movement. Like, they did that. You know, they had those extra passes. They did that as well. And then they perfectly, like, executed the screens. And so it's, like, when everything happens all together at the same time, so harmoniously, it's going to be easy to shut down a team like the Blazers. And, you know, like you said and I said, the Blazers look tired, unprepared. And I think another great thing that the Warriors were able to do, besides, you know, Curry's great shooting, was that they were able to guard Damian Lillard and McCollum. So they only allowed them to score 36 points combined, right? So I think Mm. they deserve a lot of props and a lot of attention to their defense.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, they were really just doing everything well. Like, I mean, it it just wasn't, there wasn't a moment where they were kind of like falling off. They were just in their rhythm and, you know, now there's talk about how they're looking seamless, how they did like in 2015, mm-hmm. you know, when they had one of the best records in NBA history. And it's just kind of like, it's tough to beat a team that has is like literally made of winners you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have all these guys they're all the five of them are all stars they have you know a combination like over like 50 titles between personal and team titles I mean it's it's just crazy so when you try to put somebody else up against them like for example the Rockets like the Rockets they have what two Mm all-stars on their team you know And not that, not as much experience. So it's just kind of like, I know referring back to this last series, but that series really defined both teams. Like, you know, like it really defined each team. The Warriors are like, no, we got this, we're unbeatable. And the Rockets kind of just look like, like they were just upset the whole you know like they were just upset the whole series that they just couldn't figure it out and it's just like y'all are not there like y'all are not on that level yet no y'all don't understand And, and then when they start playing with anger it makes them look even more you know ridiculous
1: oh yeah they start playing with their emotions that's when everything starts going off because you're not focused or you're just too busy worrying about like well, what are we gonna do? Why are we not doing it right? And then you just like think and think and think, and you overthink it, and then it leads to what what happened. The Warriors yeah. go to the Western Conference Finals, but yeah, the Warriors. I think another. I think a key to why or how they beat the Rockets was definitely because their bench finally stepped up in the last game, <laughs> like when they really needed mm-hmm. them to. Like you, everybody was like a team effort. You had like Looney and Lee, Livingston. They all kind of like were quiet in the first couple games and then in the last towards the end they kind of stepped up so I agree with you that the comments being made about them looking like the old warriors it's kind of refreshing it's kind of shade too <laughs> to Kevin Durant I yeah. think
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah but you're right no, they, I
0: think I think that's a similar like that's a, another I was gonna bring up like you know everybody's talking about oh katie's hurt oh you know the whole argument with does he need to be there does he not need to be there now you're getting this the answer like (laughs) because they they've won i think almost every game since he's been out
1: yes exactly but i so, but still you know uh, that was gonna be a question too because i was gonna ask you how do you feel about everybody's like can the warriors win without kd and i feel like yes they can duh they have but do you think without kd they still win against let's say a team like the raptors or a team like the Bucks? yeah
0: yeah it's the same as like the beginning of when we were talking at the like right before nba playoffs started and i said they don't need they don't need kd i i think i still stand by that especially seeing like um, how they ended the Rockets and how they came into the Trailblazer series. I, like, I mean, it's seamless. It's like they're they're just a functioning lock and key.
1: Yeah, it totally works. It's crazy to see it's how well it works. It kind of just hurts me. Need. Yeah, the, the Warriors, it just amazes me how still they can be missing not one player, but two players and still manage to look like the old Warriors team and still mm-hmm. be believed as a winnable team you like you know regardless you take away two players they're still gonna win the championship maybe you know there's nothing no odds against them when other teams yeah. like one or two players go down that's the end of the, that's the end of the season
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and I think that's honestly that it's ironic that you say that because I feel like for the trailblazers like um Rodney Hood was like a small piece mm-hmm. but like it kind of just expanded throughout the team, how he just kind of exploded in those last few games um, against the Nuggets. And I think he was probably, you know, because, you know, it's everything little matters. Like it's not just the big plays. It's not just the big plays or the big players that have most of the points. It's like the guys who come off the bench are just as important so when you have somebody like Rodney Hood, when you have like a definitive sixth man and then you lose that person and you go up against an even tougher team when you just like skim past the last series, I, I, I just hope it's not ugly for them. That's really what I hope because it could get really ugly. If somebody else doesn't step up for Ronnie Hood.
1: No. Oh, yes. Like, we want to see a series. We want to see a game. We don't want to see a sweep that's going to be, like, super embarrassing and not fun to watch. But... You're right. You have important that- players that need to step up when Rodney Hood is not here. And I would say, for example, Ines Cantor, like he plays really well, but there yep. was some defensive plays where I didn't really see him step up on the outside, like perimeter. You know, he likes to stay in that paint area. And with a team like the Warriors, the paint, <laughs> you need to be half court, full court with them. You know, you yeah. can't just sit and wait in that yeah. paint area. That's not going to happen. You're just like letting curry or thompson score open shots since you're just standing there the
0: i was gonna say the trailblazers coach you know he got a little ticked off i guess well he didn't seem ticked off to me i mean i guess because i'm used to like talking to people like coach pop but Mm -hmm. he he expressed you know you could see that he was frustrated Mm -hmm. by the guarding and how like you know somehow ending up being open because of the guys dropping back into the paint, which is what you were just saying, yeah, and it's just like you can't let that. You like you have to push them out outside like the the
1: furthest you can go
0: (laughs) once they get past like once they're like a foot they're they're all closer to the restricted area forget it they're going right for the basket they're gonna pull some pretty little move on you especially curry and they're gonna make you look silly
1: (laughs) exactly exactly i'm just gonna (laughs) hopefully give them the benefit of the doubt and say that you know they're retired maybe next game two they'll step it up a little bit and like Not. Yeah. And like, you know, actually go on defensive plays. But the Warriors had a really great game. I think they executed everything perfectly and they got the win. So. So, I mean,
0: Trailblazers. I know that they probably still—they're still watching um, footage right now from that game. <laughs>
1: yeah, they need <laughs> <I> to regroup.
0: <laughs> they are all looking at it, like writing on whiteboards, writing on the little, like you know, writable TV screens. They're doing all of that. <laughs> You're like you <laughs> because they are—they're tr- trying to pick up. If one thing, the trailblazers are definitely resilient. I will give them that. They mm-hmm. could have really went down in that in that nugget series. They really could have just flattened out, but they did not give up and you really gotta give it to them because the nuggets were really they were really putting it in them. Like, oh. You know, they were making making them work hard for that, for those wins.
1: Resilience is the word, definitely. That's why I hope so. I'm hoping that they're going to be resilient in this case, step up, and at least least give us some good series (laughs) playoff basketball.
0: (laughs) Um, Exactly, right? It's been really great so far. It's been super exciting. Oh,
1: man. the season, I think, like, the whole NBA in general just keeps getting better and crazier, and I don't know. Um, Let's see. Uh, Another team. That needs major regrouping. <laughs> Not the Blazers, <laughs> but the Lakers. I don't know if oh, you've gosh. been keeping up with the drama, with the whole mess.
0: The lottery.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's let's do a little recap. So if I can remember, the mess started <laughs> when <laughs> Magic Johnson just, like, quit on the spot and didn't really tell anybody and just, you know, took off and since then um, I think Luke Walton got fired after that and mm-hmm. so then rumors began to swirl about you know who was really in charge was it Jeannie Buzz, Rob Pelinka, the general manager or you yeah. know did Magic Johnson quit to become like a shadow consultant or something like and a then, tweeter, a professional it, tweeter yeah exactly <laughs> and like still hanging out behind the lines or you know, and this whole like Luke Walton drama that Jeannie wanted to keep it, keep him and then Josh Dunson wanted to fire him and then somehow Polinka's still running everybody or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> after th- after Luke Walton gets fired, you would think like okay, craziness has stopped. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not at the all. The Lakers somehow exactly.
0: to look for a new head coach exactly man,
1: they somehow was that a
0: joke? That was such a joke. Oh god.
1: <laughs> this is like it was horrible to watch because it's like any person going to a re- regular job that's not how it goes. That's not how, um, <laughs> how you know. It's like only the Lakers would yeah. find a way to mess it up. So they have like candidates like Monty Williams and Ty Lu and other candidates mm-hmm. who I prefer. Great
0: candidates.
1: Yes. Who and then they had Amazing others.
0: candidates.
1: <laughs> like Jason Kidd, who I do. I honestly, not to say I'm not a fan of, but I'm
0: sorry, but I really had to look up Frank Vogel's accolades because I was like. <laughs> Who is this guy?
1: Who is yeah. you? <laughs> yes. no. So, okay, so then they somehow managed to mess that up. You know, I think they lowballed Ty Lue. He wanted five years. They were like, no, nah, we only want you for three. And then other rumors started to come out. <laughs> That's craziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess Linda and Kurt Rambis, who are known to Lakers, and I guess they're now being known to, like, the nation, who they are and how they somehow, like, Push Jeannie or kind of Let her know where they want the direction Of the Lakers to go so now they're the shadow Owners or consultants Or something long story short mm-hmm. Like you said they hired Frank Vogel right and Part of his coaching staff Is Jason Kidd And mm-hmm. but yet still to this Date there's no official team President although there are Influential people around bus And Pelinka, you know helping make Decisions That like sounds like a drama, like reality TV show, all in one. (laughs) Like it's
0: just how much the craziness behind the. It's just like, and it just all happened so fast. So it was like this, 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 and I was just like, oh god! Like I could only imagine how the players feel. Like I really can only imagine how they feel being in this whirlwind of just drama like soap opera drama like and the fact that the thing that really upsets me okay Jason Kidd I can see some some light in only because I noticed that they did play on a USA team together and you know he was Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit of a like you know LeBron is Jason Kidd is somebody that LeBron can look up to because you know He has a little more wisdom. He played the game. He coached whatever. Granted, he didn't really do a great job with coaching. (laughs) He was still a great player overall. So it's just kind of like maybe he messed up a little bit, and now he's getting his second wind or whatever. Cool. But Frank Vogel, I'm like, man, like, (laughs) this guy has been with the magic and went 54, 54 and, like, 110 or something like that, like, that's barely 500 (laughs) like 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 by the skim of your teeth and then on top of that like everybody's all good oh well he was with um the Pacers oh my gosh the Pacers Mm -hmm. yes when they were doing great and they almost they almost knocked out LeBron's team from Mm -hmm. one of the one of the playoff series that they were in. that's when they you know that was like the Paul George era and Yeah. But they were a great team. I think LeBron was still in
1: Miami at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they had great players, but it's just kind of like now you got to, like, yes, the Lakers have great players, but I just don't feel like it's the same team. Like, I just, like, being with the Magic so long and then it's like expecting him to come in and turn everything around on a dime is like. Uh, like, I don't know if that's gonna happen and I think more people are gonna be mad before they get happy
1: <laughs> Oh, like it's been the craziest of times and I agree kind of with you I mean I'm not really like the coaching I guess you know we they didn't get Ty Lue they didn't get Monty Williams so I'm just like at this point I'm just like you know just grab somebody the whole yeah. point to me and what gets me to accept is upset is the whole process and it's like it's honestly the front office's fault since magic johnson resigned no one has said anything there hasn't been a press conference nobody was Mm -hmm. there to represent the lakers besides the players and the on exit interviews and no one really was like leadership and power have come out and said something or, like, you know, secured their fans or secured their organization. There was just no nothing. So, like, it just allows us to, like, make up our own stories, make up our own minds. And there we go. Frank Vogel could be a pretty okay coach, but we won't know until Monday because they (laughs) decided to have a press conference a week and a half later. Like, who does that? (laughs) Like... (laughs) You know, or what their yeah, mindset, or the ground up. or what their mindset is going forward, what the game plan is. You know, no mm-hmm. idea. So you just leave everything for interpretation, and this is where one one narrative goes, another narrative goes, and whichever one's the worst and more dramatic is the one that usually sticks. But it's your fault because you're mm-hmm. allowing them to get this <laughs> way, this far. So I'm just more. I think I'm more upset with a process. Yeah, you know we'll see how this Vogel and kid coaching staff goes. You know maybe they have this amazing chemistry and they win. Who knows? You know, or maybe kid can help, like you said, the younger players, or like LeBron and or set an example to the rest of the the team. I don't know. We'll just see. Honestly, I feel yeah. like I have to see it and then I can kind of be like, oh well, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, because yeah. it's always different players. There's a different team. There's different dynamics. I uh-huh. want to see how it goes. And I kind of feel bad for Vocal just because he's already coming into a situation that is not perfect. It's not great. Not and so you just, you know, you signed on a dotted line and just got like a billion more amounts of pressure on you. So I feel so sorry I for him. You. And I'll wait yeah. to criticize once the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel you. Oh my goodness. But it's been crazy. And then, so like, I've, even after all this, even after all this, we had the NBA draft pick order correct last time. Yep. Oh my goodness! I want to know what were you feeling? Did you? What, what happened? First, first off, let's just say I was on a plane when it
0: was happening. No way. So obviously- Yes. I was on a plane when they were announcing the teams. So I get off the plane and I open my Twitter and it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. It's people going in on the Pelican, like people like shocked that the Pelicans get number one. And then I was like, the Pelicans got number one pick. <laughs> What? huh and then then like you know the the snowball effect happens then people are talking about ad then lebron tweets that he's happy we got number four (laughs) like i was like i'm overwhelmed
1: you're like what did i miss (laughs) yeah this
0: is way too much like wow yeah no
1: intense very dramatic i literally drove (laughs) past the speed limit to get home in time just to watch it. And, uh, and when I saw it, I was like, it was well worth it. <laughs> that was crazy. I think the Lakers were predicted to be the 11th pick. The Suns, who were had, like, the top three worst seasons, be, yeah. I think behind the Knicks, they were, like, 14% chance of getting a top three pick, landed at number six. And so when I saw that the timberwolves got the 11th pick that meant that the lakers were the fourth were in the top four pick i was laughing so hard because <laughs> people were so upset i think the oh, knicks yeah. fans were so upset and i was just like why are you mad super upset the suns the Cavs, and the knicks they all had the same chance of being a top three pick so that kind of lowers your chances, and they act like it's like a fifty percent chance. It was only 14%. fourteen percent. So that means I like eighty six percent of not eighty six percent of not being there. What like going back to yeah. school?
0: <laughs> no, like I think what happened was like I completely forgot that the NBA lottery draft rules changed this year. <laughs> like like huh and then like obviously being the journalist that i am looked it up and realized oh yeah it did change so now they're doing it different it's it's the bottom three teams you know i have a 14 percent chance so it's yes. just kind of like anything so it's like one of those like they make it in a way where there's gonna be a shocker mm-hmm. like you know no matter what there's gonna be like a oh my god how you know and i think that's cool actually i like that because i love it saying, too well, These terrible teams get these amazing picks and then they just
1: crash and burn. Yeah, you know, and that's
0: it's not fair. That's not fair.
1: Yeah, they're. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop, you know, the tanking, or you know, not. I. I'm pretty sure players don't be like, oh, I'm gonna suck on purpose so we can get like a better player in our team and possibly like, you know, not be the superstar (laughs) of this team. So I don't think they do it on purpose. But I mean, teams do decide or players and coaches like, oh, you know, well. sit you out we won't we'll play this or do that and they'll kind of maybe steer them in the wrong direction for some purposes but I think this is the perfect example and perfect reason why tanking is not going to work anymore especially if going forward and with players like that because only one of the worst teams got a top three pick and it wasn't one or two it was three so I just think it's hilarious I think it's funny um. so <laughs> let's kind of talk about it. Lakers are the fourth pick. They have a fourth pick. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? Are they going to keep I, it, trade it?
0: I think automatically. Number one thing, they should definitely try to get as high as possible so they can get um, Zion. <laughs> I think that would be the best. Or they try to at least trade so they keep the pick and then they trade later or they wait, whatever. They're gonna It's going to be dramatic. I feel like – I mean, come on, how is it not going to be dramatic? This whole season has been dramatic. Yes. But it's just kind of like I don't think they're just going to sit at number four and take whoever. I, not for a second do I think they're going to do that. Just – cool calm and collected and go about their business that's not the that's not the launch Angeles Lakers that's not them you know what <laughs> the I, Knicks, yes. I think the Knicks are gonna sit there and take what
1: they got because they still they're gonna be in shock until the NBA draft so you think so I honestly I think the opposite's gonna happen I think the Knicks are gonna trade because they might really want to get AD and Because it is the Lakers, I feel like the opposite is going to happen. They're just going to stick with their pick and like get whoever they want.
0: (laughs) I mean, no, I don't think the Knicks have anybody to give that would make the Pelicans trade for that pick. Nothing. They would have to give a whole bunch of roster. That's why they're so pissed because they know they have nothing to give. They don't have anybody. (laughs) Like,
1: I just uh. That I mean, makes it's going to be fun to so see. And the Pelicans, because I, I keep forgetting the Pelicans got the number one pick. It's like, exactly. oh my goodness, the Pelicans are, like, living life right now. Oh my and god. you know, you know, like, they,
0: <laughs> they just... I mean, Anthony Davis, first off, I know he's pissed because everybody's saying, you know, he requested a trade. That doesn't mean he's necessarily going to get one. Mm-hmm. Now the Pelicans are saying here like we got the upper, upper hand because not only do we still have your contract, mm-hmm. but we have the possibility of dress- drafting the next coming of LeBron James. Yes. So <laughs> it's just kind of like, ooh, now you're really between a rock and a hard place. And yes. not only that, it's like – Oh my God! It's just so
1: much. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was. It. It is crazy. It is insane. Um, I mean, the Pelicans. Oh, wow! I just can't. They do have a new general manager, so maybe they. If they can't convince AD to stay for a longer time period. I feel like maybe they'll end up training it just so they can get some assets off of him. But I mean, you're totally right. Who, no offense, but who really cares when you have the number 1 pick and you have a player like Zion, you know, yeah. who's going to who you're going to get in a rookie contract, probably for the next I mean, 6 years. So, kind of yeah. like the same situation with AD, but hopefully like this time they don't mess it up and they can have like a like a franchise player.
0: But and I know he's tired of like I know he's tired of being there. And the thing is like if the the Lakers have way more to give than like the Mm -hmm. Grizzlies or the Knicks right now, like they could literally trade. They offered, they literally offered their entire team (laughs) during that little free agency period, and the Pelicans still said no. So they're I know they're like, yeah, we get the last laugh. Y'all gonna give us all y'all members, and we gonna give you this one guy, and we gonna take Zion. How about that?
1: Imagine going back if they would have if that trade would have gone through and then like fast forward to today, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe it! That would have been
0: an even bigger slap in the face,
1: yes. (laughs) I think,
0: oh my (sighs) god, that's
1: crazy.
0: It's like it's insane. Irony is crazy. Have you heard though? Have you heard this was in like the last hour that Zion's thinking about going back to Duke?
1: No. Yes. I have not heard that. I mean, you can see his reaction when the (laughs) Pelicans got the number one pick. It's because, you know, I love, like, you know, the draft. I love, like, the craziness, like, oh, not knowing where players go and all this great stuff. But then I also think, like, if this is, like, a regular job to some people, you know, it's not a regular job, but it's a job. You don't want to be like, okay, well, I'm out of school. These are the these are the teams you're gonna go to and these are the suckiest teams that you have the best chance to go to. Just imagine like you're going to work and then you don't wanna get go to work to one of the suckier teams. You wanna go to work where you wanna go and so now they're kinda of oh. forcing they're kinda of telling Zion, like, Well you we know you wanted to go to LA or New York or you know, a nice place, no offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, now you get to go to New Orleans, like great, you know? And the yeah. fact that he's gonna be like, oh, you know, that's how much I don't wanna go to New Orleans, I'll go back to school. That is sad. And that's sad funny. for the Pelicans.
0: funny for everybody else uh, for a whole like 10 minutes like if if that becomes official like that's that's an even crazier slap in the face like the dramatics (laughs) the dramatic like he played played everybody he played the whole league at that point like if he decides to go back to school
1: (laughs) is there a rule of well i'm not like familiar but i'm just asking because maybe you might know is there like a rule that says like once you declare you can't undeclare no no I don't think oh so. my goodness no nope. he's like let me try my odds next year <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly honestly
0: i hope somebody saves him from the felicans because how are you gonna have somebody like ad on your team for what three four years mm-hmm. and they i feel like they have not made any serious progression yeah like at all they weren't even in the playoffs this year but right? see that's
1: no, they weren't. But that's why they. I think their season sucked. But that's the main reason why Davis is like, even if you bring Zion on, I don't really care. Like, I still want yeah. out because he, you've already seen how they kind of developed him. And now you're going to have um a new GM kind of develop Zion. And I think, what's the name of this GM? He used to be the one for the Cavaliers, correct? So same thing. He brought on Kyrie and he brought on another other great players and kind of didn't really do much with them and Kyrie ended up leaving. So I think yeah. um it just I think it would depend on the offers and I think if AD is set to like I need to go and there's nothing that the Pelicans can do to convince him with Zion, they might as well let him go. But knowing maybe what they know now, with the picks that they have, and going forward, they're probably just gonna wait right until next year's trade deadline, and just be like, "Oh, we'll, we'll just push it until we can push it, and we'll see what we can get." They're not gonna yeah. give him, you know, "Oh yeah, you want to go? Yeah, fine. This summer, bye." No, I think we're no, gonna have to wait till it's next year. Make it hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. not
0: definitely gonna make it hard. And
1: I think the Lakers should, you know, kind of think, think about it. <laughs> you know, I think this is asking for too much <laughs> from that front yeah. office. But, you know, if they get to see the players that they need for their team, not necessarily, like, what they want. I feel like sometimes it's sometimes what you want is not what you need. And so yeah. if they can keep a pick and make a right draft, that might be yeah. good. But I don't know. Because they still have cap space. They still have the fourth pick. I mean, they have a lot to do. I think the only thing that can ruin it, it's them themselves. So I think they just need time to think and, like, see what... We need a president, someone who's going to take control. That's what we need first. Take control. Yes. Yes. Like, they need someone who's going to come and, like, tell them. There's so many missing pieces right now. And then with the Suns as well, they have a sixth pick for the NBA draft. I think... I don't know. What are you... I think the Suns are kind of like a lost case. They're kind of like the Lakers as well. There's no leadership. There's no common sense, kind of, you feel. You know, last time, they um, they really needed a point guard. They passed, and they got somebody else. Um, so they let, like, Shea Alexander Gallegas go to the Clippers, which now we saw, like, wow, he's, like, really great and stuff. So I think they need a point guard to compliment Booker and Aiden. And so number six... I don't know who I haven't really had time to kind of look at the prospects and sh- stuff like that but they haven't really set the tone <laughs> for a great uh-huh. for an office so we'll kind of see where that goes with the Suns as well. I don't know. Yeah,
0: they have a long they have a long way to go regardless and then obviously the Clippers I mean they're they're all the way at the bottom. So it's just <laughs> kind of like I don't I don't I don't think they really need to f- focus really hard on you know getting a rookie they have rookies that will be sophomores next year and they're already great so it's just kind of like whatever rookie they get is really just gonna take a bench space for right now I think their primary goal is looking at um, a future star that should be their really primary goal I yeah. the NBA draft is not gonna really make or break them like how the how the Lakers or the Suns You
1: know, (laughs) would Oh yeah, for sure. And then the Clippers, I think they just signed Jerry West for another year of consultation. So that's gonna be great because he's gonna tell them, you know, do this, do that, and they're just gonna keep getting better and keep winning because I trust Jerry West and his opinion and his stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's been a couple crazy days and then we still have the Western Conference Finals, so I'm happy with that.
0: I know I know I'm like half watching the Bucks Toronto game and Toronto is like laying it in the Bucks right now. Are they, they seem really? to do this every I think every series that they've been in though they like like terribly lose like the first game and then they just kind of uh pick it back up now, somehow. I don't even understand how the Bucks are still winning. If they get past the Raptors, I I think I would be super surprised seeing how they play in under pressure.
1: Yes, I agree. I'm not watching the game. I'm trying to concentrate on this podcast. But with that being <laughs> said, I think that's that's our cue. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes so that is our cue. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we know that there are hundreds and thousands of other podcasts out there, but you've chosen to listen to ours, so thank you. And also, um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends. And don't forget that we're also going to be continuing our podcast throughout the playoffs and this off season. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Leslie Torres. With I'm Brana Marks. We'll see you our next episode. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks.